fanatics football the football segment of the fantasy fanatics podcast i'm your host james and we got a full house back with us uh we got mete nate and terry what's up boys hey this is a huge uh game coming up uh super bowl in two weeks Uh, i'm so happy we have terry with us because cincinnati Bengals, baby how do you feel man let's get it Started with Ocho and now I'm here, boys. I mean, it's a long time coming. I mean, AJ and Dalton couldn't get it done. Palmer and Johnson couldn't get get it done. Now we got Joe Burrow and Jamal Chase. So we won one away, baby. We won one away. Let's get it. Yeah, man. Uh, Really excited for you and the Bengals. Uh, Yeah, today's episode is going to be interesting. We'll recap what happened in the conference round for the NFL playoffs. Uh, we'll talk about another crazy surprise, and that was Tom Brady's retirement. Uh, we'll, we'll go through that. We'll talk about that. And then, yeah, we'll just do an early look at the Super Bowl. So, yeah, let's just get right into it. Um, yeah, we'll start with the first game uh, from the AFC side of the playoffs. The Cincinnati Bengals beating the Kansas City Chiefs 27-24. to 24. Um, Yeah, crazy game. Bengals getting the up- upset here because uh, I know most people thought the Chiefs would win this. Uh, we'll look at the stats first for the Bengals. We had Joe Burrow with 250 passing yards. He had two passing touchdowns and an interception. Uh, getting to rushing, Joe Mixon on the ground, 21 carries for 88 rushing yards. And then through the air uh, for receiving, T. Higgins, six catches, 103 receiving yards. Jamar Chase, six for 54 and a receiving touchdown. Samaji Pirine had three catches for 43 yards and a receiving touchdown. Uh, might as well just get to you, Terry, on the Bengals. Give me your thoughts on this game. Give me your thoughts on their run. Okay, so for the whole game, let's start off with the first half. I mean, honestly, I probably was like you. You probably turned off your game like after the first half. It was like, what, 21 to 10 or something like that, 21 to 3, give or take. So then I turned it off. And then I remember in the third quarter or fourth quarter, Mente messages me saying, bro, you watching this game? And I'm like, nah, I turned it off the minute it started becoming a massacre. So then the minute I turn it back on, I think Burrow throws an INT. I forgot if it was to like Honey Badger or some other guy in the secondary, but I was like, yeah, I got to turn this thing off again. I'm just bad luck, you know? So um, I think I forgot how much time I let pass by. I was like, okay, I'm in here two passes by. Let me just watch the whole thing. Next thing I remember, Mente messaging me saying, oh, and all that. So it must have been a pick and I was, or a turnover, one of the two. So then that's when I continued watching, and then, like, they slowly start making the comeback. Third quarter, I think they put up 11 points on the Chiefs' defense, and then after that, they held them to, like, three points into the fourth quarter, which was that game-time field goal. Um, Outside of that, you saw the heads and tail thing. Again, uh, I think, what do we call it? Bengals called tails, and then it was heads. So then we were all thinking, all right, if, you know, if the Chiefs do go and get this touchdown, we're going to be having controversy for the rule. But then, surprisingly, the Bengals got the stop. Eli Apple with the deflection, and then I believe Jesse Bates and um, I forgot the guy's name. Oh my God, I should remember it because I was so happy once I saw that. But um, nice uh, deflection by Bates into the DB's hands, and then you know we just ran it down the field. Uh, outside of that, 
ice in his veins. McPherson kicked the field goal again, and we punched our ticket to the Super Bowl. So, hey, you got to love that, man. Yeah, it's a crazy run for the Bengals. I think coming into the season, no one had even expected them to even sniff the playoffs, much less win their own division, much less make it all the way to the Super Bowl. Insane run for them. I guess we'll get to the stats for the Chiefs now. Patrick Mahomes, 275 passing yards. He had three passing touchdowns, but also two interceptions, one of them being in overtime. Uh, getting to the rushing, Jarek McKinnon had 12 carries for 65 yards, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had six carries for 36 yards. And then uh, through the air, Travis Kelsey, 10 catches, 95 yards, and a receiving touchdown. Tyree Kill, seven for 78 and a receiving touchdown. And McCole Hardman had three catches for 52 yards and a receiving touchdown. I guess, Nate, I'm going to get to you on the Chiefs. Uh, KC Nations eliminated. I guess, what are your thoughts? I mean, I guess this time the Bengals were able to, to see KC in us, so they were able to beat him. Um, I guess this time around, I guess through, throughout the regular season, they were still like clearly one of the best teams in the league, but I feel like they were kind of, um, a step less than um, the year they uh, won the Super Bowl full against the 49ers and even the year that they made the Super Bowl but um, lost to Tampa Bay. So in some ways they were beatable, but I don't think anybody was expecting um, the Bengals to beat them. I think it was going to be a I was I was expecting like kind of like a close game because um, Kansas City did, doesn't have the defense that they used to so and uh, the Bengals have a really good offense now so it was pretty much gonna I thought it was gonna go down to um, a shootout ended up uh, being uh, the Bengals made an amazing I guess third quarter drive multiple really good drives multiple really good stops um, being able to limit. Kansas City offense, regardless of um, what what team it is, it's really impressive. And the Bengals, um, I don't think they're even a top 10 defense this year in the regular season, and they really stepped it up. So it was just a really incredible performance by the Bengals overall. Yeah, I definitely agree. Even guys like Eli Apple, who we roast all the time, he actually stepped up in this game and he actually played well. So yeah, really good on the Bengals. Unfortunate for the Chiefs. They did get some big wins on the way, including um, that amazing overtime win against the Bills. Um, I mean, even in overtime, the coin toss went their way, but the Bengals, I guess, did their part and got the stop. So, yeah, really impressive for them. And, yeah, uh, they're going to the Super Bowl. Who would have thought at the beginning of the season? Uh, we'll move on to the next game now. This was the NFC side, NFC championship. We had the LA Rams against the San Francisco 49ers, the Rams winning 20 to 17, another really close game here. Uh, we'll get to the stats for the LA Rams. We have Matthew Stafford, with 337 pass yards, two passing touchdowns and an interception. Uh, in terms of rushing, Cam Akers, 13 carries for 48 yards on the ground. Then through the air, Cooper Cup doing what he's been doing all season. 11 catches, 142 receiving yards and two receiving touchdowns. Odell Beckham Jr. had nine catches for 113 yards. Kendall Blanton went five for 57. And Tyler Higby had two for 18 in this game. Um, Mete, I'm going to get to you on the Rams. I guess just give me your thoughts on this win. Yeah, it was a great win for them. And they also punched their ticket to the Super Bowl. Uh, they kind of had a tough start. They were down 10-7, going into half. And 17, 
to seven, if I'm not mistaken, at one point. So, yeah, Matthew Stafford threw a rough interception the first half. The second half, he was much better. Uh, he keeps hitting his main man, Cooper Cup, who's been amazing this season. Odell Beckham Jr., he's been an amazing addition for this team. And, yeah, everyone's talking about the Bengals' story, but the Rams also have a story with uh, Stafford, first time out of Detroit. He's got three playoff wins now. Uh, same for Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, earlier in the year, he was really getting heavily criticized during his time with the Browns, but now he's looking much better. So, yeah, the Rams are also another team that's pretty easy to root for at this point. Yeah, I definitely agree. There's a lot of guys on this team that sort of bounced around the league or they haven't won at certain points in their careers. So definitely nice to see them getting the opportunity here to play for a Super Bowl with this win. Um, I guess I'll take a look at the 49ers now. Getting to their stats, Jimmy Garoppolo, 232 pass yards, two passing touchdowns and an interception. In terms of rushing, Debo Samuel, seven carries for 26 yards and Eli Mitchell had 11 for 20. Then in terms of receiving, Debo Samuel, four catches, 72 yards and a receiving touchdown. Brandon Ayuk, four for 69. Eli Mitchell, three for 50 yards. And George Kill had two catches for 27 yards and a receiving touchdown. I guess uh, I'll talk about the 49ers here. Um, I guess coming into this game, uh, you guys know I, I was really believing in this team. I believe they had what it, it took to sort of uh, get to the Super Bowl. Obviously, they were leading for most of the game. Um, they had many opportunities to win it. They just weren't able to get consistent drives going. Uh, Debo Samuel is probably their best player in this game, if I'm being honest. Um, he was pretty much doing everything, whether it was on the ground or through the air. Um, we saw him crying at the end of the game. He clearly had put everything uh, into this game. So uh, I definitely uh, feel for him for sure. Um, honestly, that interception that was dropped there, I believe it was in the third quarter, early fourth, something like that, uh, by the 49ers, that was a game changer. Uh, if they had caught that, they probably would have been able to get another score and they would have put the game away. But I think that was the turning point. The team kind of looked deflated after that. They couldn't get get any offense going and the Rams just capitalized on it. So yeah, really good for this Rams team and for the 49ers. I mean, they have a strong core of young players. They have Trey Lance coming up as well. So if they don't, if they want to move away from Jimmy Garoppolo's contract, they can definitely free up some cap space in that sense. So I think this 49ers team are talented. It just wasn't their year. I feel like uh, the Rams have a good shot of, of getting it done uh, next Sunday. So yeah, really enjoyable game. Uh, both of the games were really enjoyable and yeah, congrats to the Rams and to the Bengals. Now let's move into the big news item for the week. Tom Brady's retiring guys. And uh, as a huge Brady fan, I, I kind of figured it could be coming, but I really didn't uh, know what to expect. He announced it officially uh, on Tuesday, I believe. And um, yeah, I guess I'll just start with you, Mete. I guess give me your thoughts on Brady. Um, I guess anything about Tom Brady. It was a pretty bizarre retirement as it was first reported on Sunday. And then Brady and his father is like, nah, uh, we didn't say anything about that. So kind of got me thinking maybe he was actually going to come back. But I think it was announced on Tuesday by Brady himself that he is indeed stepping away and retiring and definitely sucks. He's probably the greatest of all time. 
uh, in terms of just the best football player in the NFL who's ever played. I can definitely say that he's the best quarterback of all time. And yeah, it does suck that he's stepping away. But at this point, you kind of figured it was coming as what he's 44, almost 45. So yeah, it does suck, but uh, it opens up an opportunity for the new generation of quarterback. Yeah, I, I figured that as well. I mean, uh, he did say that he wanted to play or, or he wanted to be finished playing by the time he's 45. So I guess he retired a year before we kind of expected him to. Um, I guess just bouncing to you, Nate, I guess, what are your thoughts? I guess this is kind of the closest thing that um, people today are kind of experiencing, um, I guess, with an all-time great retiring. I mean, I guess like in the 90s, Michael Jordan retired and this it was kind of like a really big thing. So I guess Tom Brady retiring is kind of like our generation's kind of version of that, if that makes sense. It's kind of like, and he's basically an all-time great quarterback, arguably the greatest quarterback of all time, depending on how you rank it. He's the most, he, he has the most wins out of um, any, any quarterback for sure. And I guess it's kind of like, um, the old, I guess the previous generation of quarterbacks are slowly retiring. I think Drew Brees retired last season, if I remember correctly. Ben Roethlisberger retired. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he's getting up there. We don't know how long he's going to be staying. So it's kind of like the, the old guys are kind of leaving now and they're kind of uh, passing the torch, torch on to kind of the new guys now, like Pat, Patrick Mahomes. We see uh, Joe Burrow in the Super Bowl now, Lamar Jackson, guys like that. So, yeah, I guess it's kind of like an end of an era kind of thing. Yeah, definitely end of an era. Um, I think guys, uh, even non-quarterbacks like Gronks, there's a chance he's going to retire. And then uh, maybe Adrian Peterson as well. A lot of the old guard, um, high-end players um, from the previous era, era, I mean, like Larry Fitzgerald, he might be done with football as well. We don't know about that. So a lot of top guys retiring. I guess, Terry, uh, I'll get to you. I guess, what are your thoughts on this whole Tom Brady retirement? Well, as Menti said, like, I think Adam Scheffner said something on Sunday saying how he retired. And then we heard the father say how, wait, my son ain't even mentioned anything about retirement to us yet so you know the meme was going on for a couple of days saying how Tom Brady's gonna come back so I guess we all got accustomed to you know him gonna come back for one more year prove the haters wrong and all that good stuff right and then like just out of nowhere like a flash of the lightning uh retirement on ESPN Twitter whatever etc cetera, etc cetera. and I mean he's put up a great resume uh seven Super Bowl wins three-time MVP I believe five times Super Bowl MVP um, probably a pest in almost every AFC East fan side for like what almost two decades, something like that. Uh, and yeah, from what Nathan and Menti were summarizing as well, it's the end of a old era. Uh, probably all of our childhoods when it comes to Adrian Peterson, Larry Fitz, uh, Big Ben, Drew Brees, TB12. And I mean, we can always go into the discussion of who's going to be the GOAT. X, Y, and Z when it comes to quarterback at football. Some people still stay Joe Montana. I guess the new breed of NFL fans would be saying Tom Brady just due to the fact that they grew up with him. And that's a discussion we could probably have during the summer. 
when we have more time. Outside of that, I mean, great career to Brady. Hopefully he can enjoy retirement with his kids and Giselle. Yeah, for sure. I, I definitely agree. Um, you said three-time MVP. There's still a chance he wins uh, this year, so it could be four. I know Aaron Rodgers, people think he has it locked up, but Brady does have stats to back him up, so I guess we never know. But, yeah, so many great memories from Tom Brady over the years growing up watching him. Um, I know, Terry, you mentioned seven Super Bowls, five Super Bowl MVPs, something like that. Pretty insane. Um, you talk about all the battles he had with Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, the Baltimore Ravens. I always knew that when the Patriots played the Ravens in the playoffs, it was always going to be a tough battle. Just so many good memories with Brady. Um, you know, uh, all the records he has, uh, him and Breeze going back and forth for that passing record, um, him passing Peyton for, I think it was touchdowns, uh, you know, just so many different things, him and Brett Favre, uh, well, him first having to pass Brett Favre, stuff like that. It's just great to watch his career unfold. Uh, what was he, the 119th overall pick in his draft year out of Michigan? Uh, pretty much um, so many teams didn't believe in him. I think he was projected to go in like the second or third round that year, and he just dropped. Um, and then he came and told Robert Kraft, I'm going to be the best uh, player that's ever played for this franchise. And then he backed it up. So uh, really good on Tom. He believed in himself. Uh, some people call him the greatest competitor of all time. Some people say that's Michael Jordan. It's debatable, obviously. But um, at the end of the day, um, he just put in effort. Um, he was a great uh, team player. Uh, people criticize him because they say it's a team sport. But he was probably one of the greatest teammates of all time, which made him so great. So um yeah, it was great to watch his career. It's sad to see him go. But at the end of the day, everyone has to retire. Um, definitely uh, some of the greats in other sports. Of course, LeBron James, his time's going to be coming soon. I guess for if you're talking about hockey, Sidney Crosby's he's now in his 30s as well. So uh, all of these uh, primetime guys from, uh, you know, the previous decade, they're now getting up there. Um, you're definitely uh, looking ahead to the future. I think, uh, Nate, you were mentioning that. And I think you said you forgot to mention some names. We can talk about Russell Wilson. We can talk about Josh Allen. Uh, and fingers crossed, maybe Mac Jones as well as a Patriots fan. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, uh, I know Mete would probably throw Dak Prescott in there as well. So, yeah, a lot of great young quarterbacks in this league. Um, definitely um, passing the torch in a sense. Um, Brady, you know, stepping out of the way to sort of let some of these other young guys shine. So, yeah, great career from Brady. Uh, sad to see him go, but uh, he definitely uh, left a lasting legacy. And yeah, he's recognized by a lot of people as the greatest of all time, especially since he was able to win with two teams. So um, yeah, a great career from Tom Brady. And we wish him nothing but the best in his future. Maybe he buys a team, maybe he coaches, who knows. But yeah, great career overall from Tom Brady. And yeah, um, the last thing on our list is to sort of take an early look at the Super Bowl matchup. Uh, so let's just hop right into that. Um, I guess, Terry, I'll start with you. Um, looking at this matchup, um, Bengals are going to be on the road, uh, and they'll be the only team on the road this year as the Rams get to play at home. Rams are favored by four and a half points. I guess just give me an early outlook of the game, and I guess pick a side, who you think is going to win, who you think is going to cover, that kind of thing. Oh, my God. Uh, this is where it gets a little bit more dicey Um well, first off, let's go with the Bengals. Um, their offense, their skill players, their skill positions, as you may, probably, uh, how should I say, it's probably one of the better ones that we've seen in the postseason. 
compared to the rest of the teams that were in it at the start. Um, Joe Mixon, you're probably hoping for him to, you know, carve up the front seven a little bit. But outside of that, you're looking for Joe Burrow and the receiver core to, you know, uh, spread out the secondary of the Los Angeles Rams and give space for other players to get your chances outside of that. I mean, if you're looking at the offensive line, you're hoping for them to try and minimize the QB pressure because you do have Von Miller and Aaron Donald on the other side of the football. We'll get to Los Angeles in a minute, but let me try and talk about Cincinnati's defense. The secondary is kind of underrated when you look at the Bengals as a defensive whole. Guys like Jesse Bates, Von Bell, I forgot to mention um, Eli Apple, a decent guy that can cover maybe like that slot wide out, if anything, hopefully. Um, and outside of that, their front three with Trey Hendrickson, DJ Reader, if he's still in, and Sam Auburn. Hopefully they can provide some pressure and, you know, make sure Stafford isn't waiting 30 seconds to find someone open. Outside of that, I mean... I want to say the Bengals should win it because, you know, diehard Bengals, fan, fan got orange, black, and white in my blood and all that good stuff. Um, but this is going to be the second time that a team does have home field advantage, which is going to be kind of intimidating, especially for a young Bengals team like this. But you see the way Joe Burrow has been, how should I say, carrying himself throughout the whole postseason and he feels like he shouldn't get rattled in a game like this. He's going to treat it like another game. And you know what, with that type of confidence, you could possibly take money line. I'm not sure if you're going to do that this game, but give me Bengals since I'm the fan, right? All right. And um, I guess, Nate, I'll get to you. I guess, give me your thoughts, I guess, on this game. I guess this is kind of um, on, on the Bengals side, this is, pretty much an all-time uh, great season by Joe Burrow. In my opinion, he's the best Bengals quarterback of all time. And if he wins the Super Bowl, that kind of cements it possibly. So there's that. I mean, he's he made the Super Bowl in like what his second season. I don't think uh, too many quarterbacks have done that. So that's already a really impressive season. So it's going to be kind of um, where does the Bengals go from here, whether they win or they lose. And I guess for the Rams, it's kind of like um, for Matthew Stafford, um, it's kind of improving himself that he's uh, he's a franchise quarterback. He can take um, he can take a team basically all the way if you give them the right pieces. The Rams gave him the right pieces and he took the Rams pretty much all the way to the Super Bowl. So I'm kind of expecting a shootout kind of like Kansas City versus um, uh, Cincinnati. I think both team defenses, they weren't the best in the regular season either, but they've both been able to get stops when it counts. So it should be a close game. I don't think any team is going to run away uh, with the lead. All right, I guess which side are you leaning for, I guess, the winner and the, and the spread? I guess for the winner, I'll, I'll go with the, with the Rams, I guess. But I think the Bengals can definitely cover. 
All right. And uh, Mete, I'm going to bounce to you. I guess uh, give us an early look at the Super Bowl. Yeah, this is a matchup not many people expected, and it's pretty exciting as Bengals, like Nate said, it's only Joe Burrow's second season, and it's his first full season as a starter. As we all know, unfortunately, he got knocked out of the last season in his rookie year due to an ACL injury, I believe. So, yeah, great recovery from him, taking the team all the way to Super Bowl. The thing that scares me is two weeks ago against the Titans, the Bengals gave up nine sacks. And although last week it didn't happen, uh, I, I don't believe that the Chiefs' defensive line is as good as the Titans. And, yeah, they're going to be up against Aaron Donald, arguably the best defensive lineman in the game. So that's a big concern for me. Hopefully he doesn't wreak havoc on the Bengals as I am rooting for them. Um, but defensively, I don't know. The Bengals, they played amazing second half. Uh, first half was kind of a different story. Minus the big stop at the end, uh, right before the half ended. That was a huge play as well for them. So, yeah, uh, this, I think the Rams also beat them out on defense. Uh, Talent-wise, not sure about the statistics, but I don't know. For some reason, I feel like the Bengals are going to get it done. They've been having such a crazy run this season, and yeah, I'm just I'm going with the Bengals. I think they can win this game, and I do feel like it might be a shootout, like Nathan said as well. So I, I think it'll be a great game for sure. Yeah, I definitely think it'll be a great game. It's a new matchup we haven't seen before, which is always nice. Honestly, just looking at the game, um, I guess looking at the Rams first, they have a lot of talent on both sides of the ball. I think um, playmakers, like you guys have all been talking about Matthew Stafford, I think he's definitely a, been a huge playmaker for them. Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham, guys like that. It's really solid overall. Really tough to cover on the defensive side of the ball. Um and then getting to the Rams defense, you got Aaron Donald, Von Miller, you got Jalen Ramsey. It's probably going to be glued to Jamar Chase for most of the Super Bowl. I think we can probably guess that. Um, I mean, even Eric Weddle, I think he's leading them in like some category, whether it's tackles or something else at his age, which is pretty insane um, that he's still playing at that high level. He has a very good football IQ as well. So, um, yeah, I, I really like what the Rams have going for them. And then I guess getting to the Bengals. Um, Terry pretty much ran down the whole lineup. Um, Joey Burrow, Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, they have a solid offense as well. Even if CJ Uzama is not ready to go. Um, I mean, uh, Sample is not that bad of a tight end, in my opinion. Um, he's had decent fantasy seasons, I think, last year when Uzama was hurt. So, um, yeah, they should be able to send out a pretty good offense. And then, yeah, getting to the defense, you mentioned the line with guys like Hubbard and uh, Hendrickson. Um you know, there's just they, they have a lot of playmakers, um, even their linebacking core has been really solid um, there. I think even their linebacking core has been getting interceptions as well and forcing fumbles. So, yeah, um, Bengals defense, uh, Nate, you mentioned they've been solid throughout the playoffs. I definitely agree. Then you mentioned the secondary as well. We talked about Eli Apple making big plays, even though we've been roasting him for a lot of the season. Um, yeah, Jesse Bates and, and others like Von Bell. Yeah, uh, really solid. I think if they 
Uh, I think they have the the personnel to be able to play the similar type of defense the 49ers played on the Rams to sort of limit them to 20 points or less. And um, yeah, as long as the Bengals can do that, they have an excellent shot of winning the game. I think their offense is good enough to keep up with the Rams, even though the Rams might have, I guess, higher end playmakers. Um, Guys like Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham are probably the two best route runners uh, in the entire game. So um, it's going to be really tough to defend them. So um, if they're able to generate pressure, I guess, with less guys, they can sort of play maybe a double man or play like a zone uh, nickel package or something like that to try and contain these two guys. It's going to be really tough. Cooper Cup's going over 100 on everybody. So, um, yeah, it's definitely going to be a close game. I agree with what Mete said. Um, who's going to win? Um, it, it's really tough to say. I know uh, last year we were surprised that Tampa Bay was home and they were the underdog, so they were kind of an easy pick. But this year, uh, the right team is favored, I think, and that's the home team, the Rams. Yeah, I think uh, I might have to just lean with the Bengals. I think that their surprise run um, – if it's going to end, um, it's going to end on us still believing in them. So I'm going to keep believing in them. So, yeah, give me the Bengals to win and cover. It's going to be a tight game. It can go either way. Um, but I think it's definitely going to be a great Super Bowl. Um, I guess in um, ending uh, the podcast, uh, there's one bit of news we didn't get to. Um, Washington football team changing their name. I know we probably shouldn't laugh at that, but they do change their name. It's the Washington Commanders now. Uh, Some people like the name, some people don't. I don't really mind it. The only problem is people have been calling them the commies, uh, which isn't great. But I guess, uh, Mete, I'll get to you first. I guess any last thoughts on uh, anything we talked about or the Washington team? Yeah, uh, last thoughts. It's been a pretty wild season for the NFL. And sadly, it's coming to an end next week. The offseason is really long, so it's going to be tough to see it go. But for the commanders, I'm kind of with you. I'm like in the middle of the road. I don't think it's that bad of a name. But at the same time, it's not something like where I'm like, wow, it's an amazing name. Honestly, I kind of liked the name Washington football team. Kind of found it kind of funny and you know, it's just so subjective. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I'll be missing that name. Hopefully the memes will still live on. I'm sure it will. And good luck to the Washington Commanders. Yeah, definitely going to be a lot of memes over the next couple of weeks as well. Uh, Nate, I'll get to you. I guess any last thoughts uh, on any of the things we talked about or this Washington team? I guess kind of like what Mete said, it's been a really crazy season. A really, there have been some unexpected twists in the season for sure. Um, kind of happy overall with how it turned out, even though I'm kind of sad for the Browns because we couldn't make the playoffs, but hopefully we'll make it next year. And I guess for the Washington name change, I guess it's kind of just a continuation of the history of the the name because the, their old name was a little bit controversial to some, so they decided to change it. But a lot of people likes likes the old name. There's like there's some history behind it. So I guess some people didn't like that they changed the name to um, football team. It used to be Redskins before, but it's kind of it's kind of controversial to have a name like that, especially now. So they decided to change it. 
And I guess football team just sounds really generic, so they decided to change it to Commanders. Um, personally, I'm kind of used to the name football team now, so I don't know. I still like the name, but I guess for Commanders, maybe maybe it'll stick. Maybe next year they'll change the name to something else, to like Generals or something. I don't know. So I guess we'll just see. Yeah, I guess uh, my thoughts on that, honestly, is that they probably should have selected like eight or nine names and just had like a fan vote. And then like, I think, you know how Seattle did and all the fans voted Kraken and it ended up sticking and it ended up being a cool name, right? Like maybe if they would have done that uh, with Washington, they could have, you know, selected a few names and then just put it in like a fan vote and it would it would have been nice. So um, yeah, I have mixed feelings about the name. I guess, Terry, uh, I guess, what are your final thoughts on either that or the, or the rest of the podcast? Um, let me just talk about the team name change for a little bit. Uh, if you follow NFL memes on Facebook, I believe, or Twitter, one or two, I believe there was some article that said how Jamar Chase ranked the name as an F or something like that out of all the team names that were available. So it shows you that the players didn't have really a choice in this so outside of that not really that much else i mean some of the other names that they could have chose from washington defenders washington admirals washington presidents uh commanders there as always i mean they go from one controversial name in the redskins to the washington football team to the people that kicked out the redskins from america <laughs> so i mean it kind of goes full circle you know what i'm saying uh outside of that the uh, season is going to be full of a lot of moves, uh, a lot of stories to go with it. Uh, I really don't got that much else. Thank you for calling me back up to the uh, active roster from being on the practice squad. So appreciate being back on. Yeah, I mean, it looks like the the Washington football team, like their goal was to get something, I guess, military related. I don't know. All of those names you listed kind of seemed like that. So, yeah, I guess commanders is what they liked. Uh, we'll see if it sticks see if they find a better nickname than the commies. Cause I don't think that that's great for the franchise, but yeah, Terry, anytime, man, it's great to see the Bengals, you know, finally fulfilling their destiny. I know you've waited a long time for that to happen. Um, I know both uh, myself and Matt, our teams went out early and uh, the, of course the Browns didn't make the playoffs for you, Nate. So yeah, at least one of our teams went pretty far this year, which is nice to see. And yeah, that's going to be the end of Fanatics Football for this week. Uh, just make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at FanFanPodcast. Uh, definitely have the picks up for the Super Bowl. Um, I think NHL is going into their all-star break, but we'll have NBA picks up as well. So definitely go check that out. Um, the podcast is going to be on uh, YouTube, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Just make sure you like, subscribe, share, hit the bell for notifications on YouTube, leave us a review, leave us a comment, all that good stuff. And yeah, guys, I think pretty good podcast. We got to recap last week's action, talk about Tom Brady. Uh, we talked about Washington. We talked about the Super Bowl. So that was pretty, uh, pretty good uh, list of topics there. And yeah, we'll talk to you guys on the next episode. Thank you.